0: Good morning, everybody. I cannot describe how great it is to be today here today. P'sachim. Today we will be learning P'sachim. Be'ezrat Hashem. Daf Dalad. And we're on P'sachim Daf Dalad because yesterday we left off 13 lines down in the two dots. 13 lines down. Ve'hashta D'Kaimalan. We're going to have a discussion about our Mishnah regarding Or. Ve'hashta, right, we, we said 15 different... Uh, proofs that or means night or la basar when do you do bidikas chametz the night of the 14th so the and the kaimah or orto okay so now we've established that or means night Mechdi, let's see what's going on ben der hu'da, ben der rabbe mayor chametz eino aser ela mishesha su'lamala. so wait a minute we know already right we're used to this we know the Chametz. When, when do you start not being allowed to eat Chametz? The, the Gemara's are a little bit backwards in a sense, because we're gonna learn the source for, for the fact that Chametz, it only becomes Usher in the middle of the 14th. We're gonna learn that tomorrow. But assuming, knowing that that's the case, right? The chametz only becomes Usher in the middle of the 14th. Let's call it noon of the 14th. V'nivdok Bashays. So maybe at the beginning of that hour, that's when the Chiyuv B'dika should start. In other words, Mehei where do you get this idea that the Chiyuv B'dika starts the night before? Maybe it should start sometime right before the Isser starts. So says the Gemara, va'chitem as reason makdim Lemitzvah. mitzvah. So if you're going to say, the reason why we start checking for chametz the night before is because we want to be zariz, right? We want to be, have alacrity and start doing it as soon as possible. Nivdok mitzafra. So we know, we have precedent that reason means that you start that morning. So it would be the morning of the 14th. It wouldn't be the night before Dixiv. And where do we have precedent for that? Because it says, Uvayom Hashmini, Molbisar olaso. Right? When the, when the mitzvah of brismila was given, it would said that you should do the brismila on the day of the eighth day, as we know. kulo, kosher And we learn in the Bresa that have, the, the entire day is kosher to do mila. You could do it any in the eighth day elish' reason the mitzvos but we do it early in the morning Avram we say because Avram woke up early in the morning and it says that with respect to a bunch of things but certainly with respect to to, to the mitzvah of Mila and therefore that's when we should start uh, counting now the, the the kasha for Mila is not that strong necessarily because we know that Mila has to be done during the day, right? Bidika could be done the night before, which we're going to see. But it's almost like a rhetorical question. Right? Mila has to be done during the day. So maybe if Mila could be done on the night of the 8th, maybe Avram would have done it. Certainly one could argue that he would have done it the night before. But anyway. Amar Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Okay, so Rav Nachman by Yitzchak is going to give you two answers as to why we do Badika the night before, not early that morning. First one is B'Sha'a Sheb'nei Adem de Vaseyan. That's when people are around. They come home from work. That's when we're going to give you the commandment. What? Interesting, right? When do you? When, when? Where else do you have this uh, sort of built into the mitzvah? A convenience clause, right? Like the, the time of the mitzvah is given to you at a time that's most convenient. Maybe there are uh, there are other examples, but that's one reason. The other reason a lot is, of us, yeah, we're going to get to it. No, but I waited for you. Don't worry. A lot of us, it's gonna be great. And yeah. apsachim is beautiful. It's filled with Musa for us. <laughs> the whole idea of getting rid of chametz right, is a right. musr, right? We have to get rid of the chametz uh, very, very well within us. So, yafa The second reason of Nachembe Yitzchak gives why we do vidika at night is because the light of the candle is better in the darkness than it is during the daytime. And therefore, we do it the night before. So, it actually makes sense. Bris obviously, you're not gonna do it at night. Because that could be a disaster. But but checking the chametz, you want to do that in broad daylight, but checking the chametz, you're going to do the best time to do it is at night, because the best way to find the chametz with the chametz within the house is to have the darkness with the contrast of the light against it. And that's how you see the chametz the best. And that's why the mitzvah of Badika's chametz was given at nighttime. Where, where is bedikas? Where do we learn bedikas? That's, that's a big sugi in Daf Beis. Yaakov, I'm gonna reprimand Yaakov. He didn't he didn't explain I, that I to you. Say, I would say say beautiful. He didn't say to me. That's the only thing No, he he, right? he's, he says it beautifully. The Bidika, the, 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 the Torah says that tashbissus arum vaseichem. We're gonna get into all these drushes. You have to you have to remove the saor from your houses. The Torah also says by and by that you shouldn't see it. You shouldn't find it. Right. So if you own it, you can't own it. And even if somebody else, it's somebody else's chametz. You can't have it around. This is, this is a serious, serious thing. So we have to get rid of the chametz. It's very, very much emphasized in the Torah. And therefore, Chazal instituted both Bittel and Vedika. One of them, according to whether you hold like Rashi or Tosfos, is certainly the is implied in those Psukim of Tashbisu and Bal Bali, Bali, Matzei. And then the, and, but Chazal certainly, uh, required us to do both of them, um, as we've discussed and as we will continue to discuss. So now. Where are we exactly now? So now, Amar Abaye, um, so we're roughly, almost exactly in the middle of the page on Dalat Amaral. Amar Abaye. Abaye says, based on Rav Yitzchak's explanation, Hilchah chay tzor v'merabonon lo-, lo liftach beidne be'uris adet tlesar denagi arbeisa. That tzor v'merabonon is a tamar chacham should not start his night seder Literally his night Seder, the liftachba'idne, his Seder, the time of his learning, on the night of the thirteenth, right? In other words, the evening of the thirteenth. So in other words, let's say uh is at six o'clock on the thirteenth. So don't start your five o'clock night Seder, right? Dinagiar Besar, because the uh, so of the Nagyar Besar means the evening of the thirteenth, as it approaches the night of the fourteenth. Why? Dilma Mashkale Shmaite because he's going to get all caught up in his learning, and he's going to miss the mitzvah of what he's going to miss the mitzvah of bedikas chametz. learning more Very interesting. What does this have to do? Geronimus wants to know. What about Isaac mitzvah, a mitzvah isn't isn't one mitzvah docha the other? And so, in this particular case, um, the answer is that this is a mitzvah, right? That's going to uh, that's very time-sensitive. So when you have a very time-sensitive mitzvah, we've seen already in Brachas that if you have, if you're going to miss man Kriyashma, right, if you're going to miss certain things. So you have to take those things into consideration also. You can't, uh, you don't want to start, uh, perhaps if you started and then you'd be able to, perhaps if you started, you have a good excuse to continue afterwards because you already started. But we don't want you to start your night seder because we don't want you to miss the very clearly very time-sensitive mitzvah of B'dik chametz. So now we're 18 lines up from the bottom and we're going to talk about more aspects of B'dik HaSachamit. of bar Yitzchak. Okay. A person is renting the house and so, right, it's an of Pesach rental. The rental starts on the 14th. Ammi livdok. So now, again, the mitzvah of B'dik was the night before, right? This is the 14th day. This is the day of the 14th. So, so you show up on of Pesach to your Pesach program, or whatever it is, to the to the rental in Rechavia. and the question is, who has the chiv uh, of Well, you'll say, well, one could argue, wait, wait a minute, what do you mean? Who has the chiv of It's whoever owned it last night. So we'll see that that ends up basically being the answer. But the question is, al mi livdok al hamaski livdok the chamira who? right? Because we're looking at a different angle here. The landlord, maybe he has to check it. Why? Because it's his chametz after all. Why should i i'm renting I'm renting it from Andrew, so Andrew owns the Hamids. Why should I check it? I am looking to rent it so because I want to get it you know away for Pesach. and Andrew, has he can't leave Hamitss there it's his obligation to check it oh or maybe it's my rental my rental tenant obligation to check because right, I'm, the chametz is going to be in my rishus, right? It's not going to be something that I own because it's Andrew's chametz, but it's going to be in my rishus because my erstwhile rishus, because so long as I uh, am the renter here, this is my territory. Okay, so it's an interesting question. Uh, one could argue that this is sort of an uh, application of in a way, right? As some uh, I was told, do, do throw it out like that. They break it down, right? right? I shouldn't see it. I shouldn't find it. Maybe one sort of implies owning it. The other one implies seeing it. Okay. So Tashma, Hamaski so let's resolve this issue. Who who has the Khibadika? Me or Andrew? So Tashma. Al Lasos la We're gonna to try to resolve it from the issue of mezuzah. So if I was renting a property from Andrew, right, then it would be my responsibility as the tenant to put up the mezuzah, right? Because after all, I, it, I'm the one that's staying there. But the Gemara says that's different than Chameitz. Why? Because Hasim Ha'amar Rav Misharshia, Mezuzah chovas Hadarhi. Right? Well, everyone agrees that the Chiyuv of Mezuzah is derived from the obligation of being, of living there. Right? Ha Chamai. But the whole question that we had before is, what determines whether you're obligated in the Chiyuv of Chameitz? Right? With regards to searching for chametz, it, it's is it a chi of hadar who lives there or is it based on who owns the actual chametz? That is still unresolved. So it doesn't really help us. So the Gemara tries another Tanina. Okay, this is a more direct b'raisa, as follows. So Andrew's renting me his apartment. It depends on when I get the keys. Imshalom means that do I get the keys before Shkia, meaning the night of the 13th, right? Before B'dikah's Chametz time. So if, if I get the keys before B'dikah's Chametz time, then, um, so, well, it says differently. It says the opposite. It says, Im Okay, fine. So it, let, let's do it in the order the Gemara says it. If I get the key after Shkia, meaning when the Chi of B'dikah um, no, I said it right the first time. I'm so sorry. Okay, so again, if I get the keys before the chiv bedika, then alamaskir livedok. Then it's the landlord's. If the 14th arrived right before it, okay. So now we're going back and forth three times. The bottom line is like this: if the fort, if the chiv bedika comes before I get the keys, alamaskir livedok. Right? Then it's Andrew the landlord's chiv to check. Why? Again, because at the time that again. I'm renting the apartment, which means that I get the keys, right, sometime on air of Pesach. So if I get the keys, officially, one, after the Zman Badika had already started, that means that at the time of Zman Badika, Andrew was holding the keys. And that means that it was his khiv to do the Badika. Sorry about that back and forth. Alamaski Livdok. Okay. So then it would be Andrew's, the landlord's khiv, because the khiv, at the time of the khiv Badika, he was holding the keys. Okay. But if, right, I get the keys beforehand, literally translated in the Gemara is, after the time that I get the keys, that's when the Arbasar comes, meaning that's when, right, Shkia comes, which means that that's when the Chiv of uh, starts. Al There we go. So if I, as the tenant, get the keys before Badika's chametz, then it's going to be my... Uh, Responsibility to check. So, basically, it just boils down to who is holding the keys officially at the time that Chayiv Bedikah comes. If it's the landlord, then it's and and the tenant is coming later. Then it's the landlord's responsibility. If it's the tenant already because he's coming, let's say before, before the night before, then it's the tenant's responsibility. Very good. Okay. So we see that it doesn't really necessarily have to do with who owns the chametz versus who lives there. It has to do with who's there. Right at the time of the chiv Badika. so I guess it's kind of who lives there, but it has to be that person living there at the actual or that person having the keys, so to speak. And we'll uh, flesh this out a little more over time. But who's holding the keys at the time of the bedika chametz? Good, and we see that right. We see that when we sell chametz, most people, when when they uh, right when they sell their chametz to to the rabbi, they have to tell them have to how to access the chametz. So, uh, having access to the chametz is like tantamount to owning it, to having that ownership, that we see that that's relevant, okay. that that's important. Okay, seven lines up from the bottom. I don't remember ever going back and forth that many times. Okay, so seven lines up from the bottom on Dalad Here we go. Ba'mine of Nachman Ber Yitzchak. Nachman Ber Yitzchak is very prominent over here in this daf. Hamaskir baisach of Erebar basar. abadok or ein chazgaz abadok. Related Shailah. Again, I'm renting the apartment, uh, Andrew's apartment in Rechavia. Okay, so the question is, I show up on Erev Pesach in Yerushalayim, I walk in, and I don't see any chametz per se, right? I don't see anything, it's not like filled with Twinkies and all kinds of things. But can I assume that it was searched, or can I not assume? Meaning, do I have to do the B'dika? I arrive on Erev Pesach during the day, as people often do. So do I have to do a B'dika or not? Can I assume that it was checked the night before or not? So, so yeah, I'm saying this is this is very relevant to that. All kinds of those scenarios. So the question here now, although again, it's very very relevant, but it would depend on you know who the hotel owner is and what does, what the arrangement is. But it's that kind of question, okay? So the my kamina. So what do you mean? Whether it, who cares whether it's the, it has a chazaka of baduk or not? Lee Shiley, just ask Andrew beforehand. Hey, did you check it or not? It's easy enough to ask him. Why are we asking this theoretical question of whether it has a chazaka? We should just ask him. So the Gemara explains the shaluyeh. No, Andrew went to um the Cayman Islands for, for Pesach. He, nobody could find him. So la truche la So the question here is, what is alacha? Do I have to go through the trouble of Badika or not? So the Gemara answers: You learn the answer to all this And a brisa hakol ne'emanim albir afilu nashim afilu avadim afilu and so we say that that everybody is believed. If you want to ask, was this house checked for for chametz? Then as Rashi explains, even Nashim, Vadim and Kitanim, who typically for actual Aidus are not believed, they are believed with respect to chametz. So the Gemara says the obvious inference, my time I'm a hemni. Why are we going to believe them? We don't believe them generally for a in regular A as we turn to dollar on the base, says the Gemara, Lad Mishum de Baduk. It has to be because it has a chazakah that was already right search, it was already baduk. The Kassavar Hakal Khavim Etsel Badikas Khamits. Right now the Gemara also throws in, in Abraissa why is there Khazaka that's that's going to be that we think that's go that was Baduk? Rashi. Hakol Khavimetzabadika, Vafila Maarits, Uvidovashu, Muchak Haver Machaskin Leshalo, Overs Mano Achau. Uh, an extra thing we talk about chaverim, as we're going to see right now in this next piece in the Gemara, a chaver, let's say, is believed in mice in in micers, right? So they say even if he doesn't know a lot of halachas, they're ve- It's very big with them. It's a very it's a very popular thing, and they and and we see a lot of times uh, things that they do. They do very very right. Uh, they're going to be very serious about it. That which they are serious about, they're very serious about. So one thing that we know about is these trumas. With and, and ma'isrus with chaverim. Another thing is, and and so with respect to that, we know that with chaverim, we assume that it won't even even we won't even let it sit shah achas before they take off ma'isru. They take it that seriously. They're that into it. So the b'risa here is saying that everyone is so into chametz that everyone becomes a chaver with regards to chametz. In other words, with regards to Trumus and ma'isrus, only a chaver is a chaver, right? If you have an actual amaritz, so then we have what's called demai, right? We don't know whether Meister's, Trimus or Meisur is taken off or not. We need a Chavir for that. For Chavir, we don't even need a Chavir. That's what Rashi is saying. Even Aham Haaretz is going to be treated like a Chavir because everybody has a Pesach Seder, right? Um, right? Every, everybody has a Pesach Seder. Everybody knows about Chavir. Everybody takes that very, very seriously. Obviously, Pesach Seder and Chavir are two different things, but the point is the, the Pesach Seder of today is the Bedikas Chavir of then. Everybody did Bedikas Chavir. Okay. So that's why they're believed. In other words, because everybody is into it, it's assumed that it is it was done. And because it was assumed that it was done, we don't even really need their edus. They're just uh, like sort of like added confirmation, but we don't really need their edus for it. And that's why it works. Okay. Uh, what do they say about Chavayim? The Tanya, we said, with regards to, this is what uh, we explained before, the B'risa says, Right? So, we don't know when this person passed away, but we know, the, well, actually, we must. it has to be that we knew that, the time of death, because I guess if we had a suffolk at the time of death, then we don't know what happened. But but maybe we don't. In other words, all we see is the following evidence. We walk into the house, and we see a a, a dead person, and a dead chaver and a draw full, a storehouse full of fruit. So can we assume that the fruit had the mice taken off or not? says the Braissa. Right? So we say, Afilu Mitukanim. That even if we know that the fruit was picked that very day, we know that these this chaver, they have a Chazaka, that they were mitukan, that chumas and mice were taken off, because khaver's they never let fruit go too long before they take the meiser off right away. So that even if we don't we don't even know the sequence of what happened, they are so incredibly meticulous with the trumas of meisers, they do it immediately and therefore you could presume that the Chavar took up the trumas of meisers and in a similar way we can assume that anybody, even not a Chavar, even a it's everybody is considered to have done the bedikas chametz. Okay. Yeah. What's the purpose of badika? I mean, why are you hiding it? Every little, so like, it's, a big, it's a big... hiding those seeds, you know? Right. Well, not not everybody is very neat, and sometimes you have all kinds of children and other assorted kinds of animals that, that spread the chametz everywhere. If you've, if you've ever done a serious badika, it's amazing where you could find chametz. Yeah, but what do you got to make it? How does it get onto the couch? You may forget, no, how you, no you, may, you may forget where you put this thing. Why are you creating, a uh, you know, uh, so, troubles? That's a mechlokas rashi need do you, Because you don't want to find yourself in a situation on Pesach where you find chametz. Because because again, the, we're going to talk about how, how you handle chametz. It's found on Pesach. But there's an extra special emphasis in the Torah the chametz we have to And maybe that's the Geron Wetzirah moment. That you have to be extra vigilant because the chametz within our souls, we have to be extra vigilant to seek it out. We don't just leave it there and let it accumulate. We seek it out and try to burn it all out uh, and clean clean ourselves, uh, and do our spring uh, our our uh, spiritual spring cleaning. Uh, we have to seek uh, ourselves to do tshuva. Right, you have to always look inside yourself. You can't just uh, be casual about it. Okay, now umimai. How do we know that the reason? Um, how do we know that the reason why we're not going to we're going to assume? or we're not going to make you search the house when a katan, let's say, tells you that it was searched, how do we know that it's because of the fact that it's ches bodok? Says the Gemara, dilma shiny hacham shimta ka'amri, honey, right? Maybe, right, it, as opposed to the idea that it's a chazaka, that it's bodok, maybe it's because the katan and the Eved is tell or the, or the, or the or Isha is telling you that it's baduk. In other words, we said that Right We said clearly That if a katan or Isha Tells you that it's baduk, That we believe you And we assume That it's because The house has A cheskas baduk. But maybe that's not The reason Maybe it's because In this particular case With regards to chametz We believe them It's almost like a lambdas Is it because the house Is presumed to have been checked And therefore we believe them Or is it because Everyone's believed With regards to chametz And therefore we believe them So the Gemara says no Atu Amira Adhani midi mishasha it In other words Do Beshasha Itbe means does it have any substance, right? Does the edus of these aforementioned uh, Evan katan have any substance at all? No. So clearly that edus is irrelevant, right? It's it doesn't have any substance at all. It must be a, it has to do something with the status of the house and not the actual status of their aeth. Oh. So the Gemara says, <speaking in Spanish> Yeah, but that's not the that's not the language. That's not the terminology of the source here. The Bryce says, Hakol Ne'emanim. Ne'emanim means, makes it sound like it has nothing to do with the status of the house, but rather it makes it sound like it has to do with the, what, the status of the Ne'emanus, of those who are testifying, even though they typically are not kasher le'edus, they're not taken seriously with regards to edus, with regards to this, they are. So why is the Bryce using the Lushen of kol Ne'emanim, if it doesn't have to do with the believability of those people? So he says, mi if the real reason was that the house was presumed to be checked, then that would have been the language of the Braissa. The Braissa would have said, right? it would have talked about the house. It would have emphasized that the house is Baduk. It wouldn't have talked about the edis of those of those individuals. Okay. So the Gemara says, Elamai Mishum Amira dahani. So what's the reason that you don't need to search the house? Because the Amira dahani. Right, it's because they spoke. So it says, Hallo Amri Hanilah," and that implies that if you didn't have the Eved Katan, right, if you didn't have these individuals uh, actually testifying, then you couldn't just walk in and assume that it was checked. You would not be able to do that. Wow. Tivshemene and chazkasa baduk. Sounds like you don't have this chazaka that's baduk. Right? In other words, if that, if you walk in, so, we have a case where you have an Isha or an Eved or a Khatan, and they're testifying that it's baduk. Okay, so it's like an Eidechad and be Surin, so to speak. And there's a lot of discussion, Rabari Aleibowitz, the great, Tafiyomi Master, talks about, you know, with, with all kinds of things, with Kashras and all kinds of things, we have the, these, these us. So, the, the question is, is that why they're Naaman, or is it not? Well, the question, the litmus test would be, if they're not there, would we actually, uh, assume that it was checked? So the, the Gemara at this point is saying that no, we wouldn't assume so. That the, certainly the Brysa implies that it has to do with their Naamanus, not with the, well, not with the of Badok. So that reflects on whether we assume that an empty apartment that you walk into when Andrew's in the Cameron Islands, can we assume that it was checked or not? Let's say in the app, Andrew says the key is under the rug, under the welcome mat. There's nobody there to greet me. There's nobody there to let me in and show me around. So I'm walking in. Is the house on its own? Is it assumed to be baduk or not? So what's the answer? So the Gemara says, no, we can't say that just because the Brysa says that somebody is testifying about it, we can't say that that means that the house on its own merits is not assumed to be badak. Why? Says the Gemara, no, really? I can walk into that empty apartment and assume that it's checked already. So what's the? why is the Brysa talking about a case where somebody's actually, you have a little kid there saying, don't worry, Andrew checked it. Oh, because we have a reason to assume that Andrew didn't check the house. Why? Because he was away. He's been in the Cayman Island there for two and a half weeks. So, like, who's to say that he was even thinking about chametz then? But yet, there was a kid, a neighbor came by, and he said, no, 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 we, we searched it ourselves. Oh, lola him you would have thought that because that kid is a kid, after all, and he has no name on us, kamash malan. The brayse teaches you cave and the b'dikas chametz midirabon who, right? Since b'dikas chametz is only midirabon, the midirayse sagile. Here is one of the sources we're going to see again in Davov, but here is the source that Tosfos has that, Midar raisa, middo alma sagilei, also, uh, Rashi concedes as well, and that's where you get the Ran that explains the Shitas Rashi, as we explained in the introduction to the, to, to the, uh, to the Mesechet, and we, I saw, I, I, that Yaakov also, uh, it's one of the most basic questions you always, you can't get past the Machokas Rashi Tososos on B'dikas comments here, but everybody agrees that Midar raisa, the Gemara says straight out, B'diqas Sagilei, all you have to do is b'mvatalit, therefore, Bidikas chametz. In the event Rashi is going to say, or the Ran is going to say, within Rashi, in the event that you did bittul, Badika's chametz is going to be Durabanon, So him knew derabanan, bederabanan. So the Rabanon were the ones that what made this decree that you have to. They made, they're the ones that made this gazera that once you've done bittul, you still should do bedikah. And therefore, since they made it, they can also modify it to say that, yes, that decree falls away in this situation where you have, so long as you have that katan giving you that edus. So they have control, so to speak, because they're the ones that put the gazera, they're the ones that could suspend the the gazera, relax the the gazera when you have the evid, katan, and Isha's testimony that somebody actually checked it. Okay, so with the two dots in the middle of the page, on and we'll talk more about rented, uh, rented air, rental here. So, Ibai And we haven't picked on Andrew in, in, in a week, so we're going to keep going back to that. Ibai Lahu. Okay. So, Andrew again rents me his Rechavia apartment. And everybody has this assumption, right? I'm renting the apartment for Pesach, right? I'm arriving on Arab Pesach. So, Andrew knows that. And he, and he's learned Pesachim with me at that point, so Bezrat Hashem. So he knows that I'm expecting a house that's going to be clean for Pesach. That's the reason why I'm doing this. I show up, I see Andrew's Twinkies everywhere, and, and 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 Italian bread. I never knew Andrew was into Italian bread. So now, so so now, what can what What's what's going to be the dynamic between me and Andrew here? We're going to have some issues. I'm going to. This is going to require a phone call. And in that phone call, we're going to say it like this. Rashi explains, right? In other words, I show up to my Andrew's apartment in Rechavia that I'm renting, and I see all those chametz everywhere. So I'm going to go to a different apartment. I I don't have time to clean all this. Do do I have the right to get my money back from the rental, from Andrew or not? In other words, is it so assumed in the rental contract that the house is going to be checked for chametz that it's actually considered a mekach tos to show up on Air Pesach and find Chamech. That's the question, right? As Rashi says, If I were to come to Andrew and say, I didn't rent it like this, I, I, I don't want, I can't pay you for this. What would be the halachal? So the Gemara answers, Tashma. Ah, it's not necessary to say that, of course, of course, uh, that, of course I have to pay Andrew. Uh, saying it outside is, it's like this. Basically, the Gemara, it's hard to understand this Gemara because we don't have this mindset. The mindset of the Gemara is that it's a schus to do bedikas Chameetz. Bedikas is a mitzvah, such that if I were to show up, an heir of Pesach, me, my wife, and all the kids, we show up and we see, oh, Baruch Hashem. There's chametz here. This Not only do we get to go away for Pesach, but we even get to still clean the house. Best of both worlds. That's the assumption of the Gemara. And not only that, says the bayeh, but even in a place where typically people don't do their own badikas, uh chametz, but they pay somebody else to do the bedikah, still, they'll be extra excited to find Andrew's apartment littered with chametz because they'll have the schus of paying for that mitzvah of bedikah chametz. Let's read it inside. lo Right, um, it's obvious that in a, in a place where you don't pay people to to the b'dika, that's what he means to do yavi Agra right? That you don't pay people to do the b'dika. It's obvious the nichalei. There certainly, it's going to be great to show up in air Pesach and find it filled with chametz because then you get to do the mitzvah. but also the yavi But even in a place where you pay for someone else to do the b'dika, still, I'm not going to complain. Who would ever complain about having a pace? Um, all this chameetz on their pesach rental. Because even if you don't get to do the mitzvah by yourself, right, then you, at least you'd love to pay for doing the mitzvah. Let's see, we're at the time of 609. We have a little extra time so we can read this Rashi. Because it's a Goranowitz Musser moment. Um, we don't necessarily culturally have this today. So it's nice to harken back to those days. I can't say to Andrew, I don't want to pay you for this rental because I would not have rented this apartment if I knew that you left all your chametz here. Because I'm going to be extra excited to find chametz there because I'm going to have the mitzvah opportunity, right? Like people who don't want to wash because they don't want to bench. <laughs> Right? What do you mean? It's a schus- The only reason you would wash is so that you have the schus of doing the mitzvah daraisa of birchaz Amazon. Right? Right? Um, right. If, if if I knew that it wasn't baddik, I, w- I wouldn't have had uh, trouble with it at all. As a matter of fact, Andrew, if I knew that you were leaving all your chametz there, I probably would have paid you double. Because not only were you giving me the apartment, but you're giving me the schus of the mitzvah as chametz as well. Yes, that the landlord still has to compensate for the money spent, uh, even though he's happy, right? So, so Barry is pointing out that the article is saying that even though I'm happy to have to perform the mitzvah, right? That's only when it's not going to cause me financial loss. So he modifies it a little bit. So in the event that I find somebody and I pay them to clean the apartment it's possible that even though the apartment rental itself, Andrew is not going to, that's never going to be in dispute, that that's going to be Kayim, that's nigh. Um, the actual money that I'm going to be paying for the cleaning of the apartment, that I'll, Andrew will compensate me. Thank you, Barry. Okay, so that's, but still, it's its a beautiful idea to have the desire to do the mitzvah, as opposed to, to dread it. That would be a beautiful mentality to have, okay. I think my wife actually does enjoy Pesach cleaning very much. Uh, because she likes the idea of cleaning it out, why should it be hummet stick and schmidt stick uh, it 's good to clean out every once in a while. We always clean it out, but to have a real deep cleaning is nice once in a while. okay now, now we finally get to the idea of. Where, of the source of when you're supposed to do the B'dika. We had already said that it has to do, right, as we we're very used to, the middle of the day on Erev Pesach. But where, where does that come from? So it's not Hotam. We learn in the Mishnah, it's going to be later. Again, it's a little backwards, but it's going to be in Yudala. You can eat chametz the entire fifth hour, and then at the end, at the beginning, rather, of the sixth hour, that's when you have to burn it. Rabbi Omer Ochlin Kol Arba, that you can eat the entire fourth hour, but then Then in the fifth hour, it hangs there like a matzah ball, Shesh. and then at the beginning of the sixth hour, you you actually burn it. So again, it's just a question of Reb has that buffer zone of the extra hour uh, between the. Eating right, as uh, Rabea says, it's like one um, labriut la one right up against the other. Rabbi has that buffer of the extra hour. But at any rate, both Rabea and Rabbi they both hold that from sixth hour and on, right, it's going to be Asr. And the Gamar asks, Minalan, where is the source for this? So I'm Tre Krai Ksive. We have two psukim that we have to reconcile, and through these two psukim we arrive at the Isra Chametz in the middle of the day. Ksiv, yom so one Pasuk says that for seven days, right, this is what we were talking about, Lo matze. You can't have any Chametz in your house. Okay, so seven days. Uxiv, ach, bayom harishon te ormi these are the classic sources of, of, uh, and beer and getting rid of all the Chametz. But the Pasuk says it in an interesting way. It says, ach, Bayom Harishon. On the first day, that's when you get rid of the chametz. Wait a minute. On the first day of what? On the first day of Pesach? Well, if that means the first day of Pesach, then you can't have already had chametz there because you already we already know that it's not supposed to be found in your house anymore. So what what chametz are you getting rid of on the first day if you're not allowed to have chametz at all, already all of Pesach? So ask Lumar. How do we reconcile the fact that Yom Rishon uh, can't possibly mean the first day of Pesach because we've already gotten rid of all our chametz. We have to say that the fourteenth erev Pesach is the day that you do the tashbisu. Right, the beer here is referring to the tashbisu here. Ach bayom harishon is referring to not the first day of Pesach but rather the day before Pesach. Okay, four lines up from the bottom it says yeah, well how do we know that it means the middle of the day? That that was the original question. That we that we the Isr Hamid starts in the middle of the Air Pesach. So all oh, arishon. how does that bring us to um the middle of the day? Maybe it just means that adds one full day and therefore already the on on the night that we typically refer to as a right, or labasur, the night that we typically refer to badika's chamits, maybe already then it should be usur to eat chamits. Says the Gemara. Now, this is to include, yeah, the night of the 15th. Labir uh, Right. Oh, so it could be like this. This is a different question. Uh, in other words, like this. Maybe, maybe it means something else. Look at the Psukim. Shivas Yomim Interesting. If you look at just that Pasuk it may you may have thought that it only means that during the day. You can't find chum you can't have chemits during your house during the daytime. And maybe it's like Ramadan, that at night you can have Khamits in your house. So he says, maybe what it's teaching you, right? in maybe the days are when chamits is prohibited. But at night it's it's, chame, it's pizza night every night. Maybe you need the second fasik of explaining to you that Tashbisu Basehem that no, no 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 no. This is not like a Ramadan where at night you eat pizza and during the day you eat matzah pizza. It's it's a it's a situation where from the beginning of Pesach throughout you can only eat chametz That's perhaps says the Gemara, that's maybe what you have to learn. The answers answer is a No, no. We wouldn't need the pasuk to teach you that chametz starts on uh, that the isra Chameit starts on pesach and then you have to eat matzah all pesach long and you can't eat actual real pizza at night. The as we turn to heyem adalaf. The because we already have a whole bunch of right correlations here. First of all, the getting rid of the saor of the chametz is tied to achilas chametz. How is it tied to achilas chametz? Because the pesukim, we're going to see the 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 gemara is going to go through the pesukim. So first of all, getting rid of the chametz is tied to the achilas chametz. The achilas chametz, the achilas chametz, the matzah. In other words, it's a zero sum game, right? Whenever you have to have to eat matzah, that's when you're no longer allowed to eat chametz. How are we going to know that? We're going to see that in the pesukim now. So, we, basically, the end game is going to be that we see that the pesukim themselves teach us that so long as we have a chiv of achilas matzah throughout Pesach, we also have the iser of achilas chametz. How so? Let's look in the pesukim in the Gemara here now. As follows: to seor Achilas chametz, getting rid of the chametz is tied to achilas chametz because it says dixiv shivas yomim matz right? That you can't have the chametz in your house for seven days, and then. The continuation of the same Pasuk says, Right? So we see that the, right, the getting rid of the Sa'or is related to the fact that you can't eat the chametz, Right? In other words, you shouldn't have Sa'or in your house because eating chametz leads to an Iser Kares. So therefore, that's why we're getting rid of it. That's what the Pasuk says. Okay? And then the comparison of chametz to matzah is as follows: Rachilas chametz, Rachilas matzah, because the pasuk says, "Kol machmetz lo sochelu, bechol matzos." Wow! See, this is one pasuk that you shouldn't eat chametz, right? And then it says, and you should eat matzah. So we see, so long as you're eating matzah, you shouldn't be eating chametz. So long, right? And the yisur of of chametz is coming together with the mitzvah of, of matzah at the same time. And then, uksiveh matzah, and with respect to matzah itself, it says, erv tochlu matzos. Ah, once you have the Pasuk that teaches you that you have to eat matzahs at night, and you can't just have regular doughy pizza, so then now you know already through these relationships of the Psukim that you cannot eat chametz at night. So once we know that you have to eat matzah day and night, we also know that you're not allowed to eat chametz day and night, and therefore the Pasuk is available at that point. Since we don't need the Pesach to teach you that we have to have an Iser Hametz at night as well so that we have the pasuk left over to teach you something else, which is what? That you have this uh, Chiy Iser, this Iser of Achilles Hametz starts on the Erev Pesach in the middle of the day. Just finishing up over here, uh, the thought, Right, we're gonna we're gonna finish on Ach over here on on nine lines down. Maybe the pesukim are coming to include the night for beer, right? The night for beer. Maybe what the pesukim are trying to tell you is that you have to get rid of all the chametz when on on the night. Why are we saying that's in the middle of the fourteenth? Why are we saying that it's in the sixth hour at noon, as we're used to? Maybe you're supposed to get rid of everything the night before. That would make sense. Gemara, right? Because the next day you're eating breakfast. What's going on? You're eating bagels. The so Gemara answers, Bayom Ksiv. No, because the Pasuk says, Bayom. So Bayom makes it sound like it has to be done during the day. Okay? Fine. So says then then Gemara says, So So if it's Bayom, then maybe it should be from the beginning of the day. In other words, Bayom harishon, the Pasuk says, Tashbishu or ormi basechem. So we've already learned that. When you put that together, and we know that Bayom is not Pesach itself, but heir of Pesach. Very good. So it says Bayom. So the fact that it says Bayom, we know that it's not the night before, and we don't have to get rid of all our chametz when we do the bedikah the night before. But we actually could do it during the day. But if you're doing it during the day, so where, where does this middle of the day come from? It should be. It should be in the beginning of the day. It should be Zuzim Makdimim, Says the Gemara. Ach Chilek. Right? Because the Pasuk has the word Ach in it. And when the Pasuk starts, anything that starts with the word Ach, as Rashi explains, right, it's going to be Achilek Rashi. Achin verachin. Every time it says achin rak miutin. What does it divide? What? What is it divide? Ah, oh, very good. Ach, we know divides. In our case, it divides the day. It divides the daytime of Erev Pesach to teach you that half of the day is going to be mutter in chametz and half of the day is going to be Aser in chametz well it doesn't actually tell you it just divides it. it doesn't divide it exactly in half but once we're dividing it it makes sense to divide it in half as rashi says achin mm-hmm. mi they divide alma mixas mutter Rashi literally says that. We know that it's divided so that part of the day is going to be Motafrachamets and part of the day is going to be Asr. And, and from the fact that we know that it's part and part, we assume, right, uh, so to speak, that we split it directly in half. And then, interestingly enough, Rashi brings a, gem- a gematria, an unusual gematria, where every seven letters are, uh, you count. And that's how you know that ach means means chatsi. So he brings an extra special reason to teach you that it's literally half the day. And uh, Rabbi Eliebid discusses whether actually gematrias are one of the midas that are in behem. We know that there's yudgimel midos that are in the behem, as we're about to say, because we're about to daven, Rabbi Shemar omer right? But the fact of the matter is that there are more. Why those 13 are chosen is unclear, and it is actually a discussion whether one of those things is gematria. So next time somebody says gematria and you think it's a shtick, just know that Rashi uses it for achilak in the second day on Rashi over here in a very real sense to teach us what a, a, the, the raisa really of isra achilas chametz being in the middle of the day on Er Pesach. It was great to see you, Zalman who We're nine lines down from the top of Hayamadalis. Oh, I okay. have Okay, so Lee Nether, I'll record.